Hey you guys, it's finally time. We are so thrilled to introduce you to our new consulting offer, the six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap. This is a program that's going to give you guidance on transforming your career into online work and becoming a successful digital nomad. This six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap is a one-on-one consulting offer that's going to help you avoid wrong turns, stay on track, and avoid feeling overwhelmed. We're going to help you find your passion, set clear goals, and make living as a digital nomad a successful and sustainable lifestyle. With our expert guidance, you can learn how to build a digital nomad career that allows you to work from anywhere in the world. We'll help you every step along the way too, from identifying your strengths to finding the best opportunities that match your skills and your interests. Don't wait any longer to start living the life of your dream. Sign up for our six-week digital nomad money-making roadmap today and get on the path to success. You can find more information and sign up at austinandmonica.com slash money-making roadmap. So let us help you transform your life and take it on the road. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Monica and I are super stoked about today's topic. This is going to be a thought-provoking episode, and we want you to pull out a notepad and a pen or your phone to take notes on. Get ready to be jotting some things down, and we want you to take this episode maybe a little bit slower. Listen to it when... I mean, you can listen to it now, but come back to it when you're at a place where you can pause it and kind of reflect on some questions we're going to ask and write some ideas and thoughts down because we want this to have a big impact on you. And the way it's going to do that is if you take some time for introspection and to really dig deep in these questions. And so we want you to get ready to learn some more about yourself, get ready to make some changes in your life. We're going to talk about how to actively write your own story and not be a passive participant in your own life. Yeah, if you are not actively writing your story and calling the shots, then somebody else is. And you only get one shot in this life to be what you want, do what you want, and to become what you want. But even so, there are so many times that we are letting other people call the shots, other people making those decisions about what we want to do and who we want to be. And this can be in so many subtle different ways, whether it's staying in a job that we don't love because the benefits feel nice or playing small because we're worried about what friends and family might think, or any other. There's so many different reasons, but that is going to end now, okay? We're going to really dig deep in this episode, like Austin said, and we really want you to to take these questions and to reflect on them. We're going to pose a series of questions to you throughout this episode. Um, We're going to be sharing some more intimate stories from our lives as well to help Uh, help you get thinking, but take the time that you need to really, really dig in and find these answers so that you can fully step into becoming the author of your life, to calling the shots, to designing the life that you want to be living. So the first set of questions that we have for you have to do with looking backwards by looking forward. So what I mean by that is we want you to project yourself into the future. Think about yourself when you are an old person or when you're close to passing away. Think about what you wish you had done looking back on your life from this future point. So you're looking you're looking forward in time so that you can then look backward in time and make those adjustments now. So for example, the first question we have for you is what legacy do you want to leave? When you are looking back in your life, what do you want to be remembered for? When I was 11 years old, my my grandpa passed away. And it was the first time I'd ever been fronted with 
you know, someone dying. It was a really hard time. My grandpa, though, well, he's been dead for quite some time now. He has left such a legacy of love behind him. He was the hardest working man. He was so kind and funny and and left an impression on literally everyone who ever knew him. I think it was a couple years after his death, I went in and got my hair cut. And the lady who was cutting my hair realized that I was Joe's granddaughter. And she was like, oh my gosh, I used to cut his hair. He was such a great man. And she went on and on and on about how funny and caring and charismatic he was. And she just cut his hair. She had no other interactions with him other than cutting his hair probably once a month. And by the end of that, she said she was teary eyed and she just said, I can't believe he's really gone and gave me a free haircut. She discounted my haircut because of it. So when I think about leaving a legacy, I want to think about leaving a legacy like my grandpa Joe, where everywhere you look, he's left a mark on the town. He's left a mark on the people that he associated with. And he was always part of something so much bigger than him and giving back in so many big ways. Whenever we go back to Monica's hometown, we'll meet people, or I'll meet people. Monica knows most of them, but I'll meet people who knew her grandpa. Like she said, there's always, always nothing but good things to say about him. So this is going to help you really distill down what your values are, what's most important to you in life. And once you know this, we want you to ask yourself, what do I need to do to get there? You can be broad and, and general with your answers to this question. For example, it might look something like, I want to be remembered as a hard worker with a big heart. And I want my success to have been permission giving to those around me. I want to be empathetic and kind. I want to be remembered as always working towards a better version of myself. So in order to get there, I need to be well-traveled. I need to improve my relationships with myself. I need to improve my relationships with food. I need to build up my business. I need to get a coach or a mentor or a trainer. So start thinking about the things that you can do now to get you towards the version of yourself that's left a legacy behind. As you're answering this question, I want you to write anything that comes to your mind. Don't judge any of these answers that are coming up for you. Just free write them on the page, okay? The things that are going to immediately come up for you are really, really important to pay attention to, but sometimes our brains like to be judgmental, <laughs> and it's, it's just a common way to try to keep us safe. But really make sure as you're doing this exercise that you are releasing that judgment and really just letting things come. The next question to ask yourself is, what regrets do I want to avoid? When I'm on my deathbed or when I'm 80 years old or 75 years old and I'm looking back, what regrets do I not want to have? To help you start thinking about these, we found a survey that collected the most common regrets that people express when they look back on their own life. And I thought that these, all five of these were incredibly impactful and really, really great to think about. So I'm going to read them off for you. And the number one regret expressed by the dying was this. I wish that I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. That's exactly what we're talking about in this whole episode. How can you be courageous enough to live a life that's impactful to you, that's meaningful to you, and that's the life that you want to live, not a life that's dictated by what somebody else wants for you? Because you're not going to be happy in that life. And you're going to regret having not not lived a life for yourself. And what I mean for yourself, I don't mean that you're you're a selfish person, but I mean 
that you are doing things that light you up. You're making an impact in the way that you want to make an impact. You're touching lives that you want to touch because you're making the choices on your own. You're not letting someone else dictate that for you. Regret number two, I wish that I'd let myself be happier. A lot of times we realize too late that happiness is a choice. It's not a reaction that we have. It's a choice that we make. Choose to be happy and and not live with that regret of having been kind of miserable our whole life because we didn't choose happiness. Regret number three, I wish that I'd stayed in touch with my friends. Too often we fail to give our friends the time and effort that they really deserve. Whether this is just staying in communication with them or sending them messages to let them know how much they mean to us or how much we care about them making efforts to go visit them when we can, whatever that looks like to you, make sure you stay connected with the people that mean the most to you in your life. Regret number four, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. This is one that kind of hits home for me. I'm really guilty of that. I'm not someone to just open up and express my feelings to a lot of people about a lot of things. But this regret was centered around this in the fact that too frequently we we shut our mouths and we, we shut our feelings and we close those parts of us off to other people. And then it becomes a really heavy burden. And we wish that we had opened up more to other people. I already feel that sometimes. I'm only, I'm 26. And sometimes I feel already that regret of not having opened up with people. And so um, I'm working now to change that so that in, you know, more decades from this point, I don't feel that regret anymore. I don't feel that weight. And the last regret, number five, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And this one's really interesting to me because we place, in our society, we place so much value on being a hard worker. But sometimes we spend way too much time making a living and not enough time building a life that we enjoy or building a life centered around the people that we enjoy, the people that we love. And this leads to a lot of remorse later in life. So those five are the five most common regrets people express when they're dying. If any of those resonate with you, think about that for a little bit. Think about what choices you can make now to avoid any of those regrets that you are worried about having. Or maybe there's some other regret that I didn't mention that you are are thinking of right now. Take steps now to avoid that so you don't have to live with that regret anymore. Yeah, so so write down what regrets you want to avoid and then write down what steps you're going to start taking today to avoid them. Okay, the next section is called You Are the Hero in This Story. You are not the sidekick in someone else's story, okay? You are the hero in your story. And a lot of times I think that we get so wrapped up in other people's drama or expectations that ultimately we forget that the story we're living is ours. We're not living their story. We're not living their drama. They're, they're in their own story right now. But you are in the center of your story. You're the hero. You get to call the shots and make the plot progress. You get to decide what the ending is. And most certainly in your story, there's going to be unexpected twists and turns, but you are the one who gets to control what these end up meaning for you ultimately in your life. You are the one who gets to pick the path that you walk because you're the one walking it. So there's no point in letting anyone else pick your path any longer. So now this is a really hard question and this is the answers to this might be really surprising, but I really want you to dig deep here and I want you to answer the question, who is currently writing your story? 
And these might be people that you really love and admire. And it's totally fine that they have an influence in your life. But ultimately, you need to be the one who's writing your story. So let's be open and honest here and write down who is currently choosing your path for you. Who's writing your story? So let me give you an example of what this looks like and what it's been like for me in my life. I've always admired my older brother, Spencer. For a lot of my childhood, a lot of my time growing up, that admiration is what dictated my choices. The sports that I chose to play in middle school and in high school, even down to the degree that I chose to study. My older brother, he um, he ended up being a paramedic and a firefighter. And so he studied exercise physiology because that was really interesting to him and kind of took him on that path. And so when I got to college and it was my turn to pick a degree, I had a couple options that I was bouncing around between, but I ended up studying exercise physiology. And when I look back on what really made me decide that, like I ended up loving that degree and I absolutely enjoyed the classes that I took. But the reason that I started taking an exercise physiology degree was because that's what my older brother had done. And it'd be so easy. Like I was already on this track where I would have graduated with, a, or I did graduate with that degree. And my plan was to initially to go into physical therapy. And I think it would have been really easy to end up on this life track and a decade down the line, not be enjoying my life as a physical therapist, but look back at why I ended up there and how I got there and realize that it's because I was trying to do things that my older brother enjoyed, not things that I enjoyed. I think a lot of people end up on a, on a road like that. They let other people make their choices And again, there's nothing wrong with admiring somebody or looking up to somebody else and really asking for input or help or influence from somebody else in your life. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we let them make our choices, we'll end up on this path that maybe we'll enjoy for a little bit, but it's not going to be the most fulfilling life that you can live. It's not going to be your authentic life. Too many people end up on that road and, and then regret their life or aren't feeling fulfilled. And it's because of that reason. So again, the question that we want you to ask is who's currently writing your story? Is it you or is it somebody else? And try and be as honest as you can with yourself with this question. Okay. Now that we've identified what ultimately you want your life to lead to, the steps you're going to start taking, and then realizing who currently is writing your story. And if it's not you that, you know, you're going to be able to change that. Now we're going to start talking about the roadblocks that are going to come up. Okay. Anytime we try to make a change, our brain is going to freak out a little, okay? That's the whole job of the brain is to protect us from unknown uncertainty, from danger. And so it can be really tricky anytime we're trying to change directions or pivot to deal with these uncertainties. I want you to reflect just about what roadblocks you are facing right now. Examples might be pressures from family, fear of failure, fear of success, which is actually something I've been really diving into in my own life. I've noticed that this fear of success is something that I really do fear because I fear how it'll change family dynamics. I fear how it'll change how the world views me. There's a lot of fear around success that I don't think is intuitive. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. 
but it could also be lack of confidence or just really enjoying your safety net where you're at now. I want you to go through and dig deep and figure out what roadblocks you are currently facing. These might be really subconscious, so it might take a while to kind of chip away at these and get to the root of these. Again, free writing, anything that comes to mind really, really helps. You might want to take a couple of days to dig through this this question and really dig through all of the emotional and mental roadblocks that you are currently facing. And then ask yourself this question, why am I doing this or why must I get there? So for example, if you want to start up a business or if you want to be a published author, whatever it is that you are are working towards, why do you want that so bad? And why is it so important for you to achieve that goal of yours? Is it for you or is it for somebody else? And if it's for you, obviously we want you to work as hard as you can towards getting there. But if it's not for you, evaluate if it's something that you actually want. And if not, what is it that you want? What is it that you want to work towards? If whatever goal that you're thinking of is something that's for you and it's it's a life that you are choosing, then we want you to write down three reasons why. And we really want you to dig deep. Why is this so important to you? And we want you to get past the superficial reasons of, oh, it's going to make me happy or, oh, it's going to make me a lot of money. Dig deep, ask yourself why, and then ask yourself why again and again. The thing that's going to motivate you most towards achieving your goals and achieving the life that you want to live is when the collective reasons why overpowers the collective reasons of why not or why you shouldn't do this thing. So list out these reasons why and list out why those are stronger than the roadblocks that you're facing. These questions are, these last ones are really what I want you to hold on to. Through this whole process, I want you to envision the life that you want to live, the life that you want to have lived. And I want you to really hone in on on these why you're working so hard, why you're overcoming roadblocks, why you're changing course, why you're you're taking the pen back and writing your own story. And these whys are what you are going to hold on to when everything gets hard, okay? Because sometimes things are just gonna be hard, but these whys are going to give you the strength you need to hurdle these obstacles and to create the life that you have been meant to live. By stepping into that life that you were put here to live, by really owning that, owning who you are and being the author of your story, you are doing the world such a big favor. You are meant to grow into this amazing version of yourself, to grow and thrive and to serve the world at your full potential. And if you don't make it there, you're doing us all a disservice. So I really want you to tap into that why and then use it as fuel to become the best version of you there is. I don't know how I can add more to that. That was so good. Ponder on these questions, reflect on them, pause this episode when you need to. And if you are ready to take the next leap into becoming a digital nomad or to writing down your story and creating the story that you want for your life, reach out to us. We offer one-on-one coaching and we can help you figure out what it is that you want your story to be and then help give you the action steps that you need to get there. We would absolutely love to support you through this journey. So reach out to us. We're going to mention in the close of this episode how you can reach out to us and and where to go to get in touch. We can't wait for you to sign up and, and get connected with us. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We really hope that you found today's episode informative, valuable, and that you were able to find some actionable insights to apply to your life. If you're interested in taking your career on the road and becoming a digital nomad, then we invite you to explore our newest consulting offer, the six-week Digital Nomad Money-Making Roadmap. This program is designed to guide you through the process of transforming your career into online work and living a successful, sustainable, and location-independent lifestyle. With our years of digital nomad experience, we will help you identify your passions, set clear goals, and find the best opportunities that match your skills and interests all without getting overwhelmed. So don't let the fear of taking a wrong turn or feeling lost hold you back any longer from living the life that you've always wanted. Sign up today for your six-week digital nomad money-making roadmap at austinandmonica.com slash moneymakingroadmap. And let us help you turn your aspirations into a reality. Thanks again for joining us on this journey. And remember to stay curious, stay adventurous, and stay connected.